Twins Podcast. Yep. Your hosts, Aura and David. Or I think it's David and Aura. You know, a couple of people have said David and Aura. Yeah, so, okay, no, I'll say it this time. We're leaning that the way. The Cross Point Podcast with David and Aura. Oh. I just don't think it flows as well. That makes just, me feel so that's good. That's personal preference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so what are we talking about today, David? Well, I thought we were going to talk about uh, millennials. I am a millennial. You news, are a millennial. Yes, news fact. Really? Yes. So what is the uh, age range of a millennial, or when were they millennials born? Millennials are officially 1981 to 1996. 19... What would you say? 1981. 81. I think. Okay, 81. 81. Yes, I th- okay, 81 to 1996. Yeah, I think that's right. Okay. Yeah. Well, speaking of millennials, you hear what Joe Biden said. You know, Joe's one of your friends, I think, is what you <laughs> said, right? Joe, the millennial? <laughs> yeah, Joe Biden. You know, the guy is running for president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm following your yeah, trends. Okay, I'm sure you got it. This is what he said just a couple of days ago. Okay. He said, the younger generation now tells me how tough things are. And then he says, give me a break. Joe, come on. <laughs> come stop on, whining. Joe. Give me a break <laughs> is what he said. You guys don't even know what tough stuff is. Oh, my God. We only lived through the recession. No big deal. <laughs> the recession? Yes. That affected us the most. No big deal, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about that a little bit because I think millennials get oftentimes a bad rap. Yes, we do. Stop whining, everybody. They, right. By the way, like that's one of the things. They think millennials are whiners, but everybody's whining about millennials. And I mean, you're whining saying, about people whining about I'm millennials. I'm just saying, like, hello. Well. <laughs> yeah. So you're gonna be you're gonna be our token millennials. Yeah, if I that speak sounds good. completely on behalf of millennials. I've, they nominated I've, me. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so did you know they're also called the snowflake generation? Have you no, heard that term? I haven't. But I don't feel like that's like positive. Like what is <laughs> no, that? It's not. It means that you wither away real quickly. Oh and, my and you gosh. just you falter under any kind of pressure oh whatsoever. It also you're means we're unique and beautiful and like make a place look gorgeous. <laughs> and that's what a millennial would say, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. So, but there are some really like big issues that millennials have faced that probably most other generations haven't faced. Yes. So let's talk about some of those things. Yeah. What would you think are some of the main things that you faced as a millennial that maybe other generations haven't quite faced? Well, okay. Here's something that I something that I I read online that I didn't okay. like realize was like a millennial thing. That something that encompasses millennials is that we experienced and comprehended 9/11. Oh yeah, and okay. we had to find a way through the two thousand and eight recession. Okay, like so, those two issues were really big. Really big for because, like, how old were you when nine eleven hit? Great question. Great question. I know <laughs> she's really good with math, folks. I so, know. So. I think I was in eighth grade. You were in. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's a pretty like like con, you know defining moment in your life, right? As an yeah. eighth grader, yeah. you remember those those first memorable moments. Yeah, I remember it. So, yeah, maybe I was in so grade. did you matter. did you see it at school? Did you watch it? Did my they, mom woke us happening? up. We were in California, so it was a lot earlier for us. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because yeah. you're on the West Coast. Yeah. Okay. So my mom woke us up to to tell us, and I didn't even know what like I didn't, I had never even heard heard of the World Trade Center. Well, you're like, eighth grade. How yeah, did you know I what didn't know what that was at all. But I remember like it was like my mom was crying, and I remember it being like really like oh boy, what is happening right now? Wow. Yeah. That is so and then we couldn't go on a couple class trips. That's when it really got me. Those terrorists <laughs> can't go on my class trip. It's terrible. <laughs> so those two things. So so it was the the nine eleven issue, which mm-hmm. is very impacting because that kind of really changed the course of our country as well. Yeah. In terms of and how a, a we lot did more lots of things. Uh, millennials like joined the military. Lots, mm-hmm. lots and lots. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then what was the other one that you said? The recession. The recession, yeah. So I would so say like we have like a higher yeah. debt level okay. because of the recession. Yeah. 
almost all of us went to college. Hard to find jobs after college. Yeah. Um, like, so yeah, I had like a college degree and I was applying at like Payless and Pier One and like right. you're just like I don't care, which I could have done not going to college. You, <laughs> you know? didn't need you didn't need that college yeah, degree. I didn't need all the that debt. hundred thousand dollar college <laughs> exactly. degree or whatever to work at Payless. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Um so yeah, I think like trying to find a job was like mm-hmm. really difficult for most millennials. Yeah. You know, I've been thinking quite a bit about millennials and I think that too often they do get a bad rap. Like I really think they do. Like Thank I, you, David. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm on your side or uh and the whole millennial side. There we go. No, I really yes. am because I think that it's easy for Xers, I'm an Xer, okay. uh, Gen X, and then boomers to really kind of point their fingers and say, You guys just don't work hard enough. Yeah. You guys think you're entitled, you get this, you get that. But really, you guys have had it more difficult than and than really a lot of other generations. Tell Joe, tell it to Joe Biden. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure Joe and I, we, we yeah. had that conversation. Yeah, No, but 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 it's really true. You, you as a millennial are being handed more debt in this nation yeah. than any other generation. Mm-hmm. And really, it's the result of the boomers and mm-hmm. I, to some degree, the Xers mm-hmm. that have put you guys in this situation. Totally. And that's really unfortunate. Yeah. And and the fact that boomers now are working longer, which means that the workplace is not being turned over as much. Those mm-hmm. boomers are staying in jobs a lot longer than other generations were. Oh, really? Most I people didn't know that. Oh yeah. Most people back in the day would have retired at fifty or fifty five. Okay. And now they're not retiring until sixty five or seventy. Mm-hmm. Which means that you're not getting into some of those jobs. Particularly yeah. Xers too, we're not getting into jobs later because people are staying in the workforce later. Yeah. Which means that they're careers are not advancing, which means that you're not getting the salary compensation that other generations would. Yeah. 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 Which I think is what, which also lends to the to the discussion about millennials that they tend to stay at home a lot longer. I know. Oh, Living I, in their parents' oh basement. Did you live in your parents' basement? No. I'm. No. That's like the most annoying stat, by the way. I hate okay, that. Okay. Why well, do you say okay, that? Just because I think that people say it like, first of all, I don't know anybody who lived with their parents till they were like 35 or something. Like, <laughs> I literally know nobody like that. But What um, about 28? 28. I don't know. I don't, don't know, know anybody. anybody. Okay. No, but that doesn't mean that they didn't. I don't know if you're like really speaking for millennials now. I know. You don't know I'm like, that. no, I like, no, they like either went back in school and got like, you know, MBAs. They yeah. like, kept, you know, I feel like our, our generation was like the educated generation that we just kept going in school and school. Absolutely. School. Yeah. One of the stats I read is you are the most educated generation. Yeah. Yeah, by I, far and away. I feel away. like we are. Yeah, oh, that, it's not a feel. It's a yeah. First, yeah, it's a stat. Well, I looked up a stat. For the, okay. A 2015 census okay. said that 34% of millennials live with their parents. That means, by the way, 66%. Did are, not. Are not. It's like talking about but still, a 30% chance of rain all the time. 34%. That's a lot. <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot of people. It is. Yeah. I mean, it's less than half. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. I don't, well, I don't know if it's something that it's like that that big to define our generation. Oh, maybe, I, I guess is how I feel. But yeah, So I looked up some stats too. Okay. And so what I found, just I think with the idea of staying in their parents' home, is like millennial, 40% of millennials have a college degree. Mm-hmm. And so, boomer. Only you know, 40%. Well, yeah, but do you know how many boomers have a college no, degree? I don't. 25%. Oh, okay. So, from 25 to 40% in that generation, I mean, that's pretty pretty crazy. Okay. Yeah. But there's some other stats about millennials, too, is that they don't get married as early mm, as I other generations. That. You believe that? Yeah. yeah. So, it says that um, 28% of millennials, this is the new stat that just came out, which I found really fascinating. Okay. 28% of millennials, they determine probably won't ever get married. I believe that. Do you really? I do. Which I know, is, I know quite a few people who I don't think will get married. Really? Yeah. 
Huh. Yeah. Because if you think about a boomer or an Xer, I mean, the vast majority of those get married. I know. But I also think we're also the generation of divorced parents. Yeah. And then also that our parents were like really like, oh, I wish I would have done this before I got married. Oh, I, I feel uh, like our parents said like that all It's like the regret. The they heard this regret yes. from their parents. Oh, that's yes. so interesting. So I think that's like a lot more of a driver. Wow. Interesting. Okay. So now we'll talk about politics for a second. Okay. So, so what do you think most millennials lean towards? Conservative or, or liberal or I Democrat or the Republican? Most, I feel like mostly Democrat. Yeah, you're right. So I looked that up too. Okay. 59% affiliate with the Democratic Party. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. And why would you say that? Social justice. Okay. Um, Like a kindness platform a lot for the Democrats, I would say, of like taking care of other people and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, and then there's also like fiscally conservative it doesn't necessarily apply at a younger age as much that's true so yeah I, which I think is a lot a lot of reasons why Republicans are Republicans is they're really fiscally conservative mm -hmm. and I think that's just more of an older and kind of mindset old, old, yeah I think you might be right about that but, but I wanted to chat just a little bit about what you just said about the idea of that um, Millennials tend to be uh, kind of more Maybe, what did you say about kindness? What yeah, was that? I think the said? Democratic Party has like a kindness platform. Like, we take care of people. We like want to yes. help everybody. We like, you know. Yeah, we want to make sure that people don't get left behind. Yes. Right. Like, yeah. you need healthcare? We'll get you healthcare. Which is what <laughs> I love about the millennials that I think they're, uh, in a sense, now this may sound counterintuitive to some Xers and boomers, but I think that millennials are more selfless. Yeah. Then they are selfish. Yeah. And I think boomers and Xers tend to be really selfish. Again, we're broad generalization. Yeah. But the idea that you're saddled with debt because the boomer generation was the me generation. It was all about me and what I wanted. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the Xers grew up in this in this environment where there's this classic movie, I don't know if you ever saw it, but uh, Gordon Gecko, you know what I'm talking about? It's called Wall Street. The movie's I called Wall it. Street, yeah. you've never seen it. Yeah. But in, in one of the, the main scenes, Gordon Gecko, who's this powerful, wealthy man, he says greed is good. Okay. Because it drives the economy. Yeah. And I think that's what boomers and Xers have kind of grown up in. And the millennials are saying, no, we don't want to have anything to do with yeah. that. And I think there's something really positive about that. And this is where I wanted to go today, talking about millennials, is that when it comes to religion or Christianity, there's a vast difference. Uh, there is a chasm between like Xers and boomers who consider themselves believers or Christians mm -hmm. and millennials who don't like that. Like there, there are what they're considered the millennials that there is the greatest percentage of what, what statisticians call the nuns. Have you ever heard of the nuns? No, before? I have never heard okay. of that term. Okay. So the nuns are those people who consider themselves not affiliated with any kind of religion at all. Hmm. I totally believe and that. so in 19, mm -hmm. I think it was 89, the nuns, people who would qualify themselves as not being associated with religion at all, any mm -hmm. kind of religion, was 10% of the U.S. population. Okay. And now it's 40%. Hmm. And I millennials are driving that more than anything, mm -hmm. which I think is it. So yeah. then as a church, how do we incorporate and make millennials feel like they one need Christian they need Jesus mm -hmm. they need Christianity they need that community and to uh, what are we doing that are putting millennials off so that they're not coming to church because millennials yeah. are not coming to church at all and it's a really hard demographic mm, to kind of get really to church. So let me ask yeah. you as a millennial and me as a pastor mm -hmm. What do you think that the church is doing right now? And, and I haven't asked you this question, so I know, I know it's thanks, right off David. the cuff. But <laughs> well, what do you think it is that, that we are are doing right now? Let me give you the easy one. Yeah. What do you think we're doing right now that kind of puts people off 
when it comes to that millennial generation? Like, why aren't they coming to church? I think that, like, that millennials encounter Christians who are not nice. Judgmental Christians, I think, are the loudest Christians. Yes. Not that they're the most prevalent, but they are the loudest. Okay. And I think that's very unappealing to a millennial. Okay. So so let's dive a little deeper. What do you mean by judging Christians? or ju- what, what, Tell me what that means or yeah. what that looks like. I think Christians who find it, like, who maybe put their opinions out there, that they're speaking on behalf of God. They might not say that, but just, like, what's right and what's wrong, and they're going to tell you what's right and what's wrong. Um and I don't think that's appealing to a millennial. Okay. I don't think that is like, yeah, I think it comes across very harshly, very frequently. Okay. And I think it's, they don't, they, a lot of Christians don't seem like very accepting. Okay. And you want to be accepted when you're coming into church. Okay. You want to like be like, oh, like they're nice. Like these people are so great. And you don't feel like that a lot, I think, when you... Like, so like, so maybe millennials would feel like, man, they're, they're, they're coming into an environment that's that's already a little bit toxic. Is that what yeah. you say that? Yeah, I'd say that. Okay. Yeah, I would. Okay. So what do you think that, that we could do as a church? Is if you're talking to a bunch of pastors or a bunch yeah. of Christians mm-hmm. that are boomers or Xers, what could they do to make millennials feel more welcome, more like um, want to be part of yeah. the community of Christians? <clears throat> well, I'm so big into living radically kind is what I like to say. Yeah, you have that on a lot of your stuff I've yeah. noticed. So like, that's a big deal for you. Just I think like the idea of like something like so radical, so like, wow, that was above and beyond. That was like, okay. whoa, that really blew my mind. They were so kind. I think if some if Christians lived more like that, that they we would attract a lot more people. That is so fascinating because that goes counterculture to the idea of greed. Right? Oh, greed mm-hmm. is good. It drives the economy. Get and make as much money as you can. And the kindness aspect is saying, hey, do something that's unexpected. Like give. Again, yeah. it's that idea of being selfless, yeah. which I love about the millennials, that, that I think they're willing to work in a job that they don't really care about the pay. They want to do something because they they're going to make good. a difference. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And I think also, like, millennials travel so much more than anybody else. Yeah. Like, we're, like it's like if somebody's like, oh, I went overseas. We're like, well, of course you did. Duh. That's like, just the expectation. Yeah. yeah. So I think that that helps so much with the millennial perspective that we've seen so many other cultures and what they've yeah. been in and stuff. And that kind of helps us like want to help more people. Yeah. And I'm going to add to that as another stat that I read about millennials is that millennials travel a lot, but they don't move a lot. Hmm, okay. and, the, and the difference is, is that they tend to stay in a place and put down roots mm-hmm. much more so than Xers and Boomers. Really? And Xers and Boomers didn't do a lot of traveling, but they moved around a lot. Oh, okay. Which I thought was so yeah, fascinating. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's really yeah. interesting. So millennials have the, have the position, I think, for the future to really put down some strong roots and make a difference because yeah. they're staying in a place. But they've got a lot of experience by traveling around. Yes, they're going to do a lot of grassroots movements. Yeah. Like I like that. So maybe that you're going back to the church then. So maybe the church providing opportunities. Missions trips. Missions trips would be mm-hmm. one, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Providing opportunities to really get in the community and make it uh, be really kind in the community. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, I, I honestly think it like kindness never hurts. Like, I think it's like, <laughs> it doesn't matter what generation I, yeah. you're a part of, right? I think kind it could of, yeah. go great. Like it, it's n- like your witness can't be any better than by being kind. Yeah. Yeah. My personal opinion. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> let's, let's go. I'm going to take this down one more direction here. Okay. Um, and that is, 
Uh, millennials tend to have a very different worldview than Xers and Boomers. Okay. Because they've grown up in an environment where everything has been questioned, mm-hmm. right? Like the idea of, you know, a marriage between a man and a woman. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the Supreme Court, you know, that, that said that, okay, now it's okay for men to be married each other and women to marry each other. Yeah. We've talked about the idea of homosexuality that's come out into our culture and it's now an accepted thing. It's not even questioned anymore. All of these issues, and we can go on and on and on about all these issues, that now seem to be a bedrock of understanding, or at least like we have to accept that culture. And so then when it comes to a Christian culture, sometimes those things clash. Yeah. And so how do you think as a millennial, um, the church can like bring about a biblical perspective in a culture that is now very different. It's not a Christian culture mm-hmm. now in which in what in which we live. It's very different. And so when you get the the world culture and the Christian culture together, there is a clash. How how can leaders or how can churches do a better job? Do you think of doing that as oh, a millennial? And boy. I know that's a huge question. Yeah. Well, so let me help you with that. Would it be better to tackle those issues head on as like pastors and leaders or inviting millennials into the conversation to be open to those kind of things? I think it'd be real. Millennials really value vulnerability. That's like huge for us. Oh, that's that's good. So I think if like pastors or church leaders, if you were more, if it was more conversational, if it was more of a like, hey, like this is where we are. This is what I think. Like this is like maybe I'm not actually like remotely sure about this, but this is kind of what I'm going for. And I think if it was more of that, like, oh, like, okay, they studied the Bible. They're like doing this, like they're speaking on behalf of God, but like they don't know everything. I don't know. I think it would be a lot more appealing for a millennial to be like, oh, like they like, they're kind, like they're a person. They like, they have these biblical opinions, which seem very normal if it's in a vulnerable state of like, hey, this is kind of why I believe this. This is like what I read and what I believe. Right. And it becomes a more like, personal and vulnerable exchange. Ooh, that's I think really, it's like really That's appealing. really good. I like that. Thanks. I've, I've not just, you know, seriously, <laughs> uh, uh, of being vulnerable, but just kind of trying to say, hey, this is my best understanding of this and not yes. to be so, it is this way. And if you don't fit within this box, then you're out. Yeah. Uh, obviously, there are some, we've talked about this, what's the line in the sand yeah. that you can't cross, but yeah. but outside of those things, let's, let's hold an open hand perspective. And even with the box, you could explain the box. Yes. I mean, it's not like, because I think again like if we're like we're not into like rigid rules or something it could be like wait why are you like that and then it could just be a conversation and it'd be very understandable so i think this is a good message for boomers and xers to hear because the millennials right now they're the largest uh in terms of population in in the united states at this point they've overtaken boomers yes so, which means we are coming. Yes, you are coming and you're coming with a big force, which means that the church needs to pay attention to millennials yeah. and what they have to say and what their worldview is. And so I guess I would and say give them credit, give them an yes, opportunity to lead, exactly. give them like, don't like take, you know, it's just kind of lame to be like, you guys are lame. Yeah, you know? yeah absolutely. That's right. That's why we have you on this podcast. Yeah. So you can tell everybody the way it is. Um, but I'm super excited. So if you're a boomer or an Xer, I would just love for you to kind of rethink and reframe your understanding of millennials because they really do have a great perspective that we need to hear about being kind and being vulnerable. And um, yeah, I, I think it'll help the church. Yeah. Yeah. 
send us in um, any of your thoughts or your questions. Questions go to an email address. It's podcast at crosspointschurch.com. You can also DM us or send us any messages and also like comment and let us know your opinions on this matter. Hey guys, today we have Heather Jones here to do a Q&A with us. All right, yes. exciting. Heather is Pastor David's wife mm-hmm, of 28 truth. years. Yes, you we are, were very young. Yes, yes, you are a mother of twins. Correct, twin, twin boys. boys, twin boys. Very yes, exciting. That's awesome. It and is awesome. you are also a nurse practitioner. Yes, yes I am. Children's Mercy is my hood. Oh, so, nice. I yeah. love Children's Mercy. Right now, it's a good they place. Awesome. Good place, good place. Are you ready to do some Spitfire questions Let's do me? it. All right. Yeah. At first, I was like, you're going to make me come to my house. It's the Vogue thing. You're yes, going to walk through my dirty through. house. I was like, oh, no, I can't do it. But this is A easy. little bit better? Okay, yes, good. definitely. Definitely better. <laughs> okay. What is the furthest you've been from home? So I had to Google this because I was trying to decide what is truly the furthest. Oh, nice. So Mumbai, India is the furthest Ooh, I've been from cool. home. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your favorite sound? My favorite sound is the surf on the beach from the ocean. Mm, I love, love that, that. Soothing. What's a TV show that's on right now that you like to watch? I just finished watching Imposters, which was on Netflix. Oh, I haven't so seen it. So good. Really, really good. Ooh, cool. And then I really like Bless This Mess. Okay. Oh, really funny. I haven't seen that one either. It's new. It's new. Um, what is a talent that you hope your kids inherit from you? So I don't know if it's a talent, but kindness. I really hope my children learn to be kind. I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. What's the last picture you took? Oh, this morning I took last day of school pictures with my boys and the neighborhood kids. Fun. So it was very fun. What's your favorite movie in the last five years? So in the last five years, I haven't seen a lot of adult movies, okay. honestly. So everything has been animated or involving a superhero. So that's that's a hard one for me. Hard one. But um, Guardians of the Galaxy is Ooh, yeah, a favorite. Oh, yeah. funny. Yeah. Um, if you could make a documentary about anything, what would it be? If I could make a documentary, I would talk about the hospital and the medical world and behind the scenes there because I feel like people have very little understanding about that and there's a lot of like – why does it cost so much and why does it take so long and what is, you know, sometimes there's some criticism about it, but I feel like if they could see all the layers and all the detail and all the things that we are constantly thinking about, worried about, trying to do for you, then they'd be like, ah, the light bulb would go off. Mm, Interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, What's a trend you'd like to see disappear forever? Oh my gosh. Neon colors in clothes. Please, (laughs) please, no more neon. It was bad in the 80s, and it's still bad today. Get rid of the neon. Get rid of it. Um, what's a movie you watched that you thought, I'm never going to get that tie back? <laughs> this is easy. Um, Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Oh, really? Yes. Just saw it. Never oh, going to get those two hours back. Ryan Reynolds didn't do it, huh? Well, a little bit. Of th- I was redeeming at the end, but <laughs> yeah. Um, if you were an animal, what would you be? Ooh, I would be an otter, I think. My family would I agree with this. I would be an otter because I love the water and I love to be like groomed and soft <laughs> yeah. and fluffy. They are so soft. They are. Um, if you could choose a job for your husband outside of the ministry, what job would you choose right. for Right. This is hard. Now, David, I feel like could do anything. He could do anything he wanted to do. And Good wife right there. Yeah. And I feel like people follow him no matter what he's doing. So he's just like this innate leader kind of person. So I don't know. He might be, like you said, non-ministry job, right? Because the yeah. first thing I said was, oh, he'd be a missionary. But maybe like an ambassador to a foreign country oh, or nice. maybe like a, a, stri- a strategic person, like a in a business or CEO or something oh, something like that. Nice. These are the things I think I'll he could do. It. Yeah. What's your favorite board game? Okay. Um, board games are not my thing. Mm. But if I had good memories about a favorite board game, it would be Monopoly because I've played right. a lot of it as a kid and 
I have good memories about okay. Monopoly. I know, crazy, right? I it know, takes I forever. think Monopoly's like the worst it game in the world. It takes forever, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, what's your go-to exercise? I like to walk and I do some yoga here nice. and there. Yeah. Um, what would the title be of your autobiography? Uh, Still Waters Run Deep. Okay. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> I like it very deep. I like it. Um, what is one of your pet peeves? Okay, pet peeves. These are big with me. So one of my primary pet peeves is when people arrive early to an event that has a scheduled start time. <laughs> and I'm not talking about three minutes early or five minutes early or even 10 minutes early. I'm talking about 15 minutes, 20 minutes, yeah. sometimes a half an hour. You're still getting like, ready. Like, hi, great to have you. Thanks for coming. Grab the broom. Gra right. <laughs> I'm still like doing my thing. Um, that and people trying to manipulate me, please yeah. just know you'll get nowhere if you manipulate <laughs> I like me. That. Yeah. Superpower yeah. for you mm -hmm. there. Yeah. What's something that always makes you laugh? I think quirky humor or unexpected humor. Yes. Yes. If I'm like, if, if something comes out of left field, it cracks me it up. It gets you. Mm -hmm. um, what's the first thing you notice about someone when you meet them? Um, if they listen. I like that. Mm -hmm. Who's a celebrity you think you'd be friends with in real life? So I'm really interested in Lake Bell recently. She's yeah. on that new show. Okay. But I also really love Julia Roberts because we're about the same age and she has twins. And, I love Julia. You know, I feel like we could bond over that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was your first AOL screen name? I don't even know. My very first email address was yes. through UMKC way back in the day. Was it graduate school? Anyway, we dial up modem, ching, ching, yes. all that. But I don't remember the address. Right. Mm -hmm. But that's when it was. What's the chore you hate doing the most? Putting the folded laundry away. I, I, will, I hate doing that. Too. I will do the laundry. I will fold the laundry. I will sort the laundry, but I hate putting it away. So does the rest of my family, by the way. So, really? Yeah, it's yeah. inherited. We live out of baskets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are three words to describe your life right now? Oh, transition, teenager, and tenacious. Oh, I like the three T's. Yeah, I like three T's. Three T's. There. there you go. Um, what's the first book you remember really liking? Um, Ramona the Brave by Beverly Cleary. Yes. Isn't this? She's the That's best. So I love Ramona. Yes. 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 Who's your favorite superhero? I would say Gamora from Guardians of the yeah, Galaxy. I like her. I like Gamora. You know, she's got some power. She's got some sass. I know. Mm -hmm. All of it. Mm -hmm. What's a record you would go for in the Guinness Book of World Records? Oh, I liked this one a lot. Yes. <laughs> Good question, Nora. <laughs> Thank you. I would say, like, Going to or shopping at the most number of garage sales yes, in the world, that's right? That's the best one I've ever heard. Yeah, I'm like just answer. yeah, being. I'm not wasn't sure how the adjective should be, but I like, know. Yeah, attending I like the most number of garage sales. I yeah. love that world record holder. Um, what color is your toothbrush? It's white. Who's your favorite late night host? So I really like James Corden, but I rarely can stay up that late. Yeah. So Jimmy Fallon's my my backup you man. Mm -hmm. I like it. Mm -hmm. uh, what did you eat for breakfast this morning? I had kashi and berries and a latte. Healthy breakfast, you know? Yeah, kind of. Um, what reality TV show do you think you'd actually be good at? I don't know if I'd be good at any of them, but I really love The Amazing Race. Yes. And we used to watch that all the time. Uh-huh. We always used to say we would kill each other on The Amazing Race <laughs> because we'd both want to be in charge and yes. running the show. So I don't know that we would succeed. You don't know if you'd win, but, but you'd do it. But I think it'd be awesome. I like it. Yeah. What's your least favorite beverage? Diet Pepsi. Mm, okay. Mm -hmm. Without a doubt. <laughs> this is the most important question. Whose name should go first in the podcast? Okay, so I did a lot of thinking about this. You know, there's lots of ways to consider this, yeah. Laura, right? Alphabetical. Um, right, alphabetical. Mm -hmm. Should the ladies be first? Mm -hmm. What does the alliteration sound like? Yeah. You know, you both have two syllables in your name, so there's not like a natural rhythm. But here's what I here's what I came up with. All right, I'm ready for you it. Know, 
no discrimination here, but I feel like David's name ends down and your name ends up. Or Aura, David. So it should be David and Aura. Because oh, okay. it ends on an up note. All right. It's, she's spoken. You want to end on an up note? I don't know. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today. Absolutely. My pleasure.